This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. So what are some great jazz standards to learn for playing jazz gigs? Well, today I'm going to go over eight jazz standards you need to know coming right up. What's up, Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. We want musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another quick win episode of the podcast where we do jazz theory tutorials, jazz improv tutorials, as well as deep dives into jazz standards like in today's episode. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss out on anything going on here. So I'm going to walk you through a set list that I would make for one of my gigs. Not only am I going to go through the tunes and why I choose them for my set list, I'm also going to talk about why they are important for you to know. So I'm imagining right now that I'm at the Fat Cat, which was a club in New York City that I used to play at quite a bit. The band's all set up. We're ready to go. So let's start playing. Now we're going to start off the set with something with a little bit more energy, something swinging, something a lot of fun. And so we're going to do My Shining Hour by Harold Arlen. So My Shining Hour is a fantastic study of one, six, two, five chord progressions, which is a super common chord progression in jazz. So understanding this tune is gonna really give you a big advantage with other ones. As well, it's a great study of relative keys. So the major key being E flat major, and then the minor key being C minor, so a common movement in jazz harmony. I love how in the bridge it goes to the four chord, but then also moves to this minor right here, almost giving it this uh, shift to the minor key feeling for a second. So My Shining Hour is a really great tune to learn and a great way to start off a gig. Okay, now for the second song, we wanna keep the energy going, keep the crowd interested. So we are gonna move into a more minor bluesy kind of tune. So we're gonna play it softly as in a morning sunrise. As a morning sunrise, great study of minor 2-5-1 chord progressions. You have the C minor parent key with that minor 2-5-1, but also there's a lot of really cool chord substitutions that you can use to get around that turnaround with the 2-5-1. So that's a great study in of itself. And kind of the inverse of what My Shining Hour was is for the A section, you actually have the minor key, the parent minor key, but in the bridge, it goes to E flat major, which is the relative major key. So it's another great study as well of passing diminished chords. I find diminished chords can be a little bit tricky to navigate as far as improvisation goes. So studying a tune like this is really going to help. All right, for song number three, we need to change the mood up a little bit, get something a little more introspective and a little bit different. So we're going to play Beatrice by Sam Rivers. Beatrice is a good example of mixing modal harmony with functional diatonic harmony. So it starts in F major, which is technically the key center, but there's lots of these interesting half-step chromatic moving major seventh chords, like in bar number two. 
Um, and then when we have this F major again, we transition it with an E flat major, chromatically moving down to the D minor, the sixth chord, which again rotates between the D minor and the E flat. So lots of interesting chromatic movement, as well as these interesting sidestep two fives, which definitely come up in jazz a lot. Uh, and then we go to this A minor with a three chord, and again, a chromatic moving major seventh chord a half step away. So this happens a lot in this tune, so that's why we call it a mixture of modal and functional harmony. Again, example in the end here, G minor, G flat major to F minor to G flat major. So Beatrice is a great study of this mixture of a type of tune. Okay, now at this point, we really need to bring the energy way back up. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna play an up-tempo tune. Every gig should have at least one up-tempo tune. And the one I'm gonna do is All the Things You Are. Playing all the things you are fast, slow, or medium tempo, it's just a really enjoyable tune to improvise over. I particularly like that it goes through five different key centers, A flat major, C major, E flat major, G major, and then finally in the bridge it goes to E major. So that keeps it really interesting for me and just a lot of fun to solo over. It's a great study of chord cycling in force, so that's something else that you should consider. And it is a challenging tune, but knowing this tune will really help you in all the rest of your other improvisations. Okay, for song number five, let's bring the energy way, way down, and every single gig should also have a ballad. So we're going to slow the tempo down and play Misty. one of the most commonly known ballads that I'm aware of. So one of those that you absolutely have to know just for the sake that it's going to be called a lot. But I also think it has really interesting harmony. I love how it goes to the four chord, but then has this backdoor dominant that goes to the E flat again at the top. Backdoor dominance, important harmonic function in jazz to be aware of, as well as just showing you how to play great turnarounds, the three, six, two, five. I also think it's really interesting that in the bridge, it goes to the four chord, so it sounds like you're in the key center of A flat, but then it has this interesting A minor D7 that makes it sound like you're in a new key for a second before going to B flat and eventually making its way back to the E flat. So there's a lot of harmonic movement. I wouldn't say it's an easy ballad, but it's a really important one to know. Now for song number six, we've really brought the energy down a lot. So now let's bring it back up. And I like to do that with a medium tempo tune that swings really hard. So we're gonna do There Is No Greater Love. <laughs> feel-good tunes, definitely one that is called a lot. It's in B-flat major, and it has a lot of just traditional jazz harmony with the one, four, three, six, uh, the dominant two chord hanging out there for a while before going to the minor two chord happens all the time in jazz, so being familiar with that is great. This is another great example of a tune that goes between relative keys, the relative major, 
parent major in this case, and then the relative minor, which is G minor in the bridge. So lots of opportunity to play bluesy stuff and lots of opportunity to play great traditional jazz lines. For song number seven, once again, I wanna change up the feel a little bit of the gig. So we're gonna go to a modal tune and we're gonna play Impressions by John Coltrane. <laughs> a contrafact of the Miles Davis composition, So What? So it's really just based off of two chords. It's based off of D minor, and it's based off of E flat minor. And the idea is that over the D minor, you're playing more D Dorian modal ideas and E flat Dorian ideas. Knowing this modal harmony is a great idea for trying to force yourself to be creative, as well as the practice of keeping your spot in the form, because it's easy to get lost when you only have two chords to play with. So this is a great practice in that in of itself. Okay, one more song to go. Before we go to that one, I want to hear from you in the show notes or the comments below. If you only had eight songs to play for your set, which jazz standards would you choose? So give me your eight song jazz standard set list. Let me know, love to hear your thoughts. All right, so we're at the last song of the gig. Now, there is almost no better way, in my opinion, to end a gig with some high energy on a blues. So absolutely, let's go ahead and do a blues. I'm gonna play Tenor Madness by Sonny Rollins. What more can I say about the blues other than you really should be able to play it in all 12 keys, know it super well, because it's like the foundation of jazz and jazz improv. Know the blues inside and out, and honestly, you're gonna have an amazing advantage over all other jazz standards. Learn a ton of different blues heads as well. Tenor Madness is just one of them. Have a bunch in your arsenal and you'll be set to go. Blues, always an amazing way to end a jazz gig. Now, by the way, if you need help learning any of these tunes, I have a free guide called Learn Jazz Standards the Smart Way. You can find it at learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com. It's going to exponentially cut down the amount of time it takes you to learn a tune, as well as help you so that you know it so well, you won't get lost and you won't forget it. So go to learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com. That's all for today's quick win episode. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a rating or review if you can, and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.